Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsMuse.com. I am here with Amy Oztans of SelfishMom.com. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru. Hello. Hello. Um, We are here in the New York studio today, which is always a treat for all of us to be here all at once, even though it's like 300 degrees. So (laughs) it is really hot in the studio. It's very hot in the studio, but it finally got warm outside, so spring is on the way, and we're very excited about spring finally being here. But in true New York fashion, it seems like it's kind of going straight to summer. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be super hot really quick, but it looks, the trees look pretty. Um, so we are going to talk about three topics today. Our first topic is girl characters in video games and why aren't they the default character and a little girl who's doing something to change that. Our second topic is about organization and scheduling and how do you balance and how do you keep track of what everyone in the family is doing when. Um, we have some suggestions and we have a horrifying story <laughs> from which this topic came. <laughs> And then we are going to do our digital dilemma this week is for all you Mother's Day procrastinators. It is the online Mother's Day procrastination guide. We will have some tips and ideas. And Andrea just published a Mother's Day article. We're going to jump into like last minute Mother's Day gifts that you could still get and not look really sad. Um, And then our bites of the week. So let's jump right in with our first topic Uh, today, which is uh, we record on Mondays. Minecraft announced that they were introducing a girl character as a default starter character on Minecraft. Like not a premium. Not a premium. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to earn it. You can actually be a girl if you're a girl or even if you're not a girl. You just now have the option of being a girl. And, you know, it's interesting because I love how these video game makers all say, oh, we've been thinking about having a girl character like that forever. I'm like, nah, you haven't. And I do think this comes from um, a young girl. Her name is Maddie Messer. She's 12 years old, our favorite tweens. She wrote an op-ed in her local paper that got picked up by the Washington Post (laughs) Basically saying, why am I forced to have to play and play and play amassing credit so that I can unlock a girl character? She has a good point. Yeah. And she was specifically talking about Temple Run, which is the game that she really loved, that she was very, very frustrated about. So she also then went ahead and downloaded the 50 most popular games in the same category as Temple Run. And of the 50, only 37 had free male characters, and only five had free female characters. So five. That's pretty crazy. It's ridiculous. So for the rest, either you couldn't be a girl at all, or you had to pay or earn it somehow. She said in one Disney game, there was just one female character, and she cost $30. Oh, come on, Think about that to a 12-year-old, how awful that was. Uh. And my favorite part of the story is that one of the creators of Temple Run is a woman. And, and, and she was it, horrified. Is it that the video game developers don't think girls are playing these games? Is it that they're making the games just aimed at boys? No. Is it coming from them? I don't think. I, I think it's not anything on purpose. It's just it's just default thinking. It's just automatic. But if they're going to offer a character as a girl, I mean, if they're if they thought enough to offer a girl, why make it premium? Well, the way that they explained it was um, they hadn't actually set up the original character to be. Any any gender, 
it was just supposed to be androgynous, but then they made a couple of jokes about it being named Steve, so it just became known as a male. In Minecraft. So, yeah, in Minecraft, sorry. So so it's, you know, maybe they started out with good intentions, but it, it didn't last, and it kind of looks like a guy. It really does. Yeah, it's a guy. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is... You know, the creator of Temple Run, she was so horrified because she's like, I've been a gamer my whole life and I just fell into this because I grew up with also the default character was a guy. Yeah. Like, so in my mind, you create a game, the default character is a guy. Like, she didn't even think about it. And because, That's terrible. And because so many girls were playing and paying to play as girls, they were making a ton of money that way. Yep. Mm -hmm. And rock the boat. And think about this. It's not just girls, right? If you want an African-American character, if you want an Asian character, if you want anything different than default white dude, you have to earn and pay. If they're even available. If they're available. Which is really, you know, you see this sort of unconscious bias. That's what people talk about all the time, Mm -hmm. that it's not this overt stuff in gaming and technology and whatever. It's... It's, it's this. everywhere. I mean, Rebecca, when you and I were at the Sandbox Summit and we interviewed someone from, I forget the name of the company that makes it, from Androids. Oh, J.J. Johnson. Right. Yes. And he said, he set out to make a strong female character. It wasn't a video game. It's a TV show. But to make a strong female character, took it to the studios, and they said, eh, no, no female lead. Right. They said, we no, love the show. It. Change love it the to show, a boy. Make it a boy. And he said, no. And he took it back. Right. Hmm. Well, there are theory is that has been proven wrong time and again, which is right, Frozen is the most popular animated film of all time, so this completely shows you girls will watch boys, but boys won't watch girls. Mm. And it is a total myth that has been you know, over and over and over people have shown that's not true Um, but it persists in creators and producers' minds, which is the worst part, right, because they're the ones deciding what to put out. And it's I don't know how you change that other than I think actually be interesting to make your kids aware. Or awesome girls like this writing an op-ed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and a game's now naming the character after her. Yeah. <laughs> like their default character is now that. like it's the great. Maddie. I'm just embarrassed because I don't know how many times I've looked over my shoulder over my daughter's shoulder as she's playing games. I never noticed. Never even occurred to me. Yeah, you she know, never said anything. It's funny. I don't. My daughters, my daughters were much more into animal games where there really wasn't a gender. Hopefully, but um, yeah, like Webkins or whatever they used to play when they were little, and Club Penguin was so like gender neutral too. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I see the bias go not just from gaming but through everything. So my daughters, except for Harry Potter, and they loved Hermione, so that was different. They never liked books with male lead characters. They mm. always wanted to read books with girl lead characters. Hey, Nancy Drew. Yeah, Nancy <laughs> Drew who just turned 85. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was interesting and I don't know I, I think they were looking for that identification, you know, especially when they were younger and now they have so much to choose from, right? You look at the Hunger Games, you yeah. look at Divergent yeah. series, you look at these major selling books that boys and girls and are reading. And even at a young age, like I remember my son when he was very little, just loved this series, Junie B. Jones. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she was so cute and I loved reading it because I thought she was a spitfire, but she was a female character. Ooh. I wonder if parents don't buy Junie B. Jones as much for their sons as they do my for their daughters. My son loved it. Yeah, I mean, he also liked My Teacher as an Alien. You know, right. I read that whole series too, but you know, I was all about, you know, Junie B. Jones is fine. Right. Yeah. It is interesting. I think you're just lulled into it, right? Like when my yeah. kids down, I mean, again, if they play like Doodle Jump 
or Flow or any of those games. It's just there. Sometimes there's no character at all, and sometimes the protagonist is a bird <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Stick figure. A, yeah. But you know, to Amy's angry point, birds, sometimes right? you just don't notice. Like yeah. it's like the clutter in your house, right? Yeah. There's like piles and things that you don't notice but then when you look at it from someone else's viewpoint you're like oh my god my house is so cluttered you're this is just something that you don't think about you just take it for granted yeah I need to be more aware I know I guess we need to be more aware and make our kids more aware Mm -hmm. that like there's no reason that that's the default right we just default to male and speak up yeah. Right. Yeah. Because look what can happen. Because you can affect change. Good That's awesome. I know. It's actually a great story to share you with. You go, girl. I know. <laughs> we'll put a link. They did a great um, podcast with her, Planet Money, where they interview her and they interview the game maker. So we'll put a link to that on our Facebook page and you can kind of hear the game makers squirming. <laughs> but they go into the whole um, also interesting economic piece of like how much that is this age old um, business strategy about price discrimination and like how it happens across, you know, how seniors pay less for movies or how, like, that it's built into so many things. And now with this new freemium model, it has hit the gaming world in a big way. And they haven't thought about what that discrimination mm. means. So I wonder how much money they're going to lose, you know, on this premium by a, by a female lead if they start giving away female. But wouldn't maybe that bring get, in, maybe it'll just say. bring in more gamers, bring yeah. in more women. And you and feel more, more engaged. Yeah. And then you can yeah. earn and stuff. more relatable. Yeah, also, like, there's so much crap your kid can, they can win, right? Maybe you get a crown, maybe you get a sword, <laughs> maybe you get, like, all that stuff you're going to want to, like, we all know girls are going to want to accessorize the hell out of this right. <laughs> So they're going to earn all that stuff. They're obsessed with earning. All right, so... We will be right back with topic two, where we're going to dish on scheduling and organizing and all those tools you can use for that. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Okay, we're back. (laughs) Thanks for joining us again. Um, We're going to dive into... This came from a New York Times um, blog post in the parenting section about a woman who has a giant whiteboard calendar, which I have too, hanging on the wall of her kitchen, and she had everyone color coded and everything going on. And she saw her 10 year old sort of, I don't know what she was doing, leaning over it, erasing it, playing with it. She didn't think anything of it. She came back the next day and her daughter had erased every single thing on the calendar and replaced it with words like wonder and <laughs> believe. believe and see. So every like, you know, cliche word you've ever heard <laughs> on the internet. Inspiring. It was like the Oprah came in and wiped her calendar out. I, I gotta tell you, she was way too calm about it in the article. I mean, I read it on the subway on the way here and I gasped out loud and I was like hyperventilating <laughs> at the thought of, like, I, mine isn't on a wall, it's in Gmail, it's in uh, Google Calendar, but like of my daughter going in and deleting everything. I would kill her. It's so funny. So I have everything on Google Calendar also, um, although I use the Sunrise app on my iPhone because I find it a thousand times better than Google Calendar by itself. Um, But on my kitchen service store, I have a big, giant whiteboard calendar. It was one of your bites of the week. It was, that big magnetic (laughs) calendar. I'm all for it. We have one at Kids Views. We have a giant one that is three months at a time. 
I need to see everything laid out visually and totally everyone's color coded. Um, I think some ways it's also my kids. Obviously, they're not in Gmail. So I have things like, you know, when they have after school stuff, when they have so they can look at it. No field trips, half days, you know, all that kind of stuff is just up there and you can see it. I have, you know, if I go away, my husband goes away, whatever. Um, But it just helps me plan out the month to physically take those dry erase markers and like fill out that calendar and take step kind of step back and look at the month. And I if my kids erased it and filled it with those words, I would I would be like, I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna wonder about. You're gonna yeah. wonder about <laughs> all the chores you're gonna be doing this week. Like I can't imagine and I think scheduling is the hardest thing for families, yeah. right? And it always falls on the mom. And I think that she was trying to look at it as like, Okay, we need to step back and relax and right. look at this from the child's point of view. No, you need to teach your child to respect your stuff and not erase your <laughs> calendar. Right, because now when your kid doesn't ever tap shoes with her on tap day or her <laughs> well, that's soccer the thing cleats, too, so that they can see, okay, tomorrow you have this, so make sure you've got this and this and what right. you're doing. So the funniest thing ever is um, when my son was growing up, I had one of those week at a glance date books. I didn't go anywhere without it, and I'm very visual. I have to see, as Rebecca said, I have to see the week. I have to be able to see what else is going on in that day. Now back then I had a BlackBerry too, which was not super easy to keep a calendar on. Um, and it was before Gmail even. Hmm. So my son got to the point where if there was something at school, something he had to do, he would physically go get my date book, hand it to me, <laughs> and say, Mom, you know, Cub Scouts is this day, or we need cookies for this. Can you put it in your date book? Because they just knew that if it was, if it's not in Mom's book, it's not happening. Right. And this came about because it was my husband's, I don't know, high school reunion or something. We had planned. We had a hotel. We had everything. Weekend came. Weekend went. <gasps> never went to it. Oh, my gosh. And my husband said, oh, my God, we did. what happened? And I looked in my book and I said, it wasn't in my book. Oh. And that was it. Oh, and so, <laughs> my God. So if it's not in mom's book, it's not happening. So fast forward 10 years gmail calendar now i mean that's it and i've set my husband up with a calendar and i insist that if he makes a doctor appointment that he shares it on my calendar and i share my travel schedule on his because otherwise forget it you know there's so many different things going on well that's why i like so the sunrise app um which i don't know if it's for android also but it's for iphone it not it doesn't just pull in all i have a lot of gmail calendars that's also my problem like i have a work one i have my personal one Shared i have ones. one for the girl yeah it's like a freaking nightmare so this will pull in all of them and show what they all are because sometimes like if i'm in one Google, gmail calendar it'll tell me i'm busy other times because mm-hmm. it's bringing in my other calendar but it doesn't tell me what it is mm-hmm. which is so annoying because they're all my calendars right right, right. so this will pull in everything um, and if I have business meetings, it pulls in people's LinkedIn profiles. That's oh. nice. So I can see who I'm meeting with and I can see what they look like. Because you know when you're meeting someone <laughs> right. somewhere and you're like, I don't know who I'm meeting. You have no idea who you're looking for. And you're I like, know. you just look like the person with spaced out eyes yeah. looking at everybody. It's awful. But I will say the first week of school, of middle school for my daughters, the first thing they gave those kids was a planner. Yeah, my son A too. physical mm-hmm. planner. And they taught them how to use it and they taught them where to put. I and love they that. And I think it's most, I actually think it's the most important thing you learn in middle school, mm-hmm. right? It's your time management. Mm-hmm. It's like such a big part of it. And I was so glad that it was paper. 
I was so glad they had to sit there and write down what their homework was and like they could look at it for the whole week and they could and they said they do it because kids have after school kids have things and they can say okay I have this project here on this Monday it's due on Thursday but I have you know hockey here and I have soccer here I have music here and so I know like I'm not going to get it done on Wednesday or whatever maybe they'll learn how to manage their time maybe (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. You can at least yeah. yell at them that they I were like, supposed I mean, I to. like the planner. I miss it. You know, I did give it up. People used to tease me and say, my God, you're the technology producer at ABC News. Why do you have a paper <laughs> planner? And it was a long time before I could give it up. But I, I finally have. And, and now, you know, you talk about erasing a dry erase board. If I lost my phone and didn't have my calendar in front of me, you know, at my fingertips, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, you wouldn't know where to be. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, I gave up a paper calendar the moment I got my first Palm Pilot. I was so happy. <laughs> I lose paper. I lose things. But if it's electronic, I'm okay. Um, but everything that I have is on my Google Calendar. Everybody has their – it's all in one calendar, but everybody has their own color. And, like, each of the kids' schools has their own color. But I'm the keeper of the calendar. Like, nobody else has Does anyone it. add things to the calendar? No, they or tell just me. You? Oh. They tell me. And – and like you, you know, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get it's done. Not happening. But then the funny thing is, my part of the calendar is more aspirational. Like I'll I'll schedule in workouts and <laughs> these projects that I'm supposed to do, and which parts of the house I'm supposed to clean, and you know, those uh, they sometimes get done, but usually not. But I can look and see, you know, how wonderful my life would be if I actually followed <laughs> everything that was on the calendar. I would be amazing. I don't know. I think that. One parent, right, has to be the organizer of the yeah. stuff. I think most of the time it falls on mom. Not always. I do have some friends. Their husbands are much more, like, on that. Um, but I think the key is at some point cluing your kids in. Well, my kids are both calendar. on Gmail. They right. could both. I could share the calendars with them. I just, we're not at, we just haven't done it. I right. need to do that. It's interesting. I, I started sending my daughters invitations via my <laughs> Gmail calendar. So, like, this is what you're doing. Like, mark this down just so they know. Um, but also because they'd be like, did you do this? Did you put this? Did you call it? Oh. I was like, you know what? Yes, here it is. Mm-hmm. Like, now you it's know. Like, yes, there's, well, there's your dinner. It took a while after my kids got email accounts to get them in the habit of actually checking them. Like, a grandparent would write to them, and six months later, they would look oh, yeah. and kids, see Kids don't look at email. <laughs> yeah. So now that they're actually semi in the habit of looking at that, now maybe it's time for me to say, okay, it's time for you guys to really be more in control of, of what's going on. Right. You put it on the calendar for me. Don't tell me to do it. Right. I'm such a control freak. I'm like, I'm getting hives just thinking. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'd let my kids go in that direction with the calendar. Oh. But um, but I do text them a lot, too, because they don't check their email. They yeah. don't care. Um, all right. So that's our, <laughs> so, our wrap-up. So we, we can pretty much agree we'd all totally freak out if that happened. If, if, if somebody my erased entire your entire, yeah. yeah. I don't care how cute the yeah. kid is. Yeah. Dead. No, don't touch my whiteboard, yeah. man. No. <laughs> my whiteboard calendar is key. <laughs> don't touch it. Okay. All right. We will be right back with our Digital Dilemma of the Week. So for all you Mother's Day procrastinators, we're going to have a bunch of tips (laughs) and ideas for you right after this quick break. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Okay, we're back. Almost Mother's Day. Almost Mother's Day. Really almost Mother's Day. Um, And I would say 
if you have Amazon Prime, you can still be shopping and maybe cross your fingers it'll get there. If you have Amazon now, you can procrastinate a little bit more. Not on Sunday though necessarily. No. They don't they don't deliver on Sundays. But so but but at least you you know, by Friday, Saturday, yeah. there's still hope. Get it going. Um but otherwise there's plenty of stuff you can just do online that's delivered virtually and um, I guess we'll go through so Andrea you just wrote an article actually on Techlicious for a Mother's Day guide I did so why don't we start with you and your ideas mine was mostly gadgety of course mostly tech gadgets to help uh, all kinds of moms Um, I had some it's on Techlicious it went up today I had some fitness tracker ideas uh, for fashionable moms was the new Swarovski crystal bracelet that they're coming out with, which I love, 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 love. We saw that at CES. Um, and the new Fitbit Charge HR, which gives you your heart rate. So that's available on Amazon. If you've got Prime, you can get that in time. Um, one of the one of the things that I thought was a really good gift for a mom, if you're looking to spend a little more money, is uh, Asus has a new two-in-one. It's called the Chai Tea 3000. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. C-H-I and then it's the T. Does it smell T-300. like cinnamon? Um, <laughs> but it's an awesome two-in-one and it's so super thin. I mean, so thin. So for moms on the go, it's like it's a tablet when you need it to be a tablet but if you need a laptop, it's got the power. Um, lots of music stuff. You know, go on over and check it out. There's lots of good ideas there. The Roku 3, which I think is fabulous now because they've added voice search. So for me, anytime I can pick up a remote and say, like, you know, the way we were, or gone with the way, whatever it is I'm looking for, and it'll show you uh, what your subscriptions are and where you can watch it. Very cool. Um, so those those were some gifts. I had some good gift ideas up there. Now for last-minute stuff, I mean, I'm all about buying last-minute online. Of course, you can do an Amazon gift card. You can do, and it gets e-delivered. You can do pay for someone's Netflix. I used to pay for my mom's Netflix. That's what we do for, for my mom. Yeah. Um, Barnes & Noble, like you can buy someone a book they can download. You can choose the specific book for them even, but they hmm. get it via an email notification. Um, lots of, there's like some good last minute stuff. Yeah, we do that on um, iTunes. You can also mm-hmm. buy on iTunes and send them the link directly to it. So you can do, they have these, um, really great like old time radio shows that they've reissued like tons and tons and tons and tons that are really cool um, like old mysteries and old I don't know all, all when all the good stuff was on now all the good stuff's on radio again I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> um, but you can also do like you know you used to do a CD box set so now right, you could do like your box set on iTunes and email that over I actually have been digging through hours and hours and hours of videos of my daughters um, growing up to do other stuff with it. And I found a Father's Day message that my daughters had recorded for my father-in-law. And like, that's really cute for your kids too, is just to record a little video and send it. Um, you don't have to post it on Facebook and I, (laughs) you do, you can actually (laughs) share it directly with your mother. did it happen? What? If you don't put it on Facebook? It happened. You might not remember it happened. That's that's what I found. If you didn't put it up on Facebook, you forgot you ever did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of good virtual stuff that you mm-hmm. can do quickly. I still am not a big fan of the e-card. I have to say we talked about yeah. this last week. I still think you should get that card in the mail, oh, like yeah. an actual card. Or hand deliver. Or hand deliver if you're seeing your mom. Or if you, I mean, there there are those other apps that will send the physical card for you, like if you actually can't get to the store. Yeah, like Red Stamp, I think. You can make a postcard or a picture. You can actually use your own photos. Neat. 
and make a card and it will deliver it for you. Oh, the other thing you could do is you can order Seamless and send dinner up. Ooh. Right. That would be good. I think you could do a gift code too yeah. for Seamless. And then there's always like the Harry and David, like the fruit <laughs> for, and you can do it where it's just for, I think you can do it for one or two people, but it's like one of those things yeah. that. Wolferman's. I think they had, it's never, um, everybody loves Raymond episode. <laughs> think about that fruit, about <laughs> yes. the Harry and David fruit. And the pears. Yeah. Why so many pears? <laughs> Sends way too many. Um, I used to like to do two for my grandmother. Um, instead of flowers of the month, they would do plant of the month because it didn't nice. die. So you'd get like this really beautiful, like a hyacinth one month and an orchid one month. I did a tea towel of the month last year for my you mom. Did? For every, I think for four months after Mother's Day, she got a tea towel every month. She loved it. Um, and of course, cheese. I'm always Ooh. for the artisanal. Oh, artisanal geez. does a cheese of the month. That's really amazing. Um, it's hard, you know, I think. If you're not going to be with your mom on Mother's Day, like that's, you sort of, it's like a get out of jail free card in some <laughs> ways where you're just sending something. You're not also having to do the brunch. You know, we talked last week about how much we kind of hate the Mother's Day brunch out <laughs> where everyone else is out having Mother's Day brunch and yeah. you are paying three times more than you normally I pay hate for that. brunch. Sorry, I missed your conversation, but I'll just tell you, I, you know, every year my husband says, what do you want to do? And I say, whatever it is, not in a restaurant. Exactly. Right. Not in a restaurant. I hate we going never, out ever, Mother's ever do that. Valentine's Day. I mean, nope. lousy food, lousy service, overpriced. Please cook for me at home. Right. And yeah. everyone's sort of at their tables miserable. Yeah. So I don't know, Amy, what about you? What are you getting your mom? <sighs> Wow. <laughs> Something actually, on Amazon now. Yeah, no kidding. No, I, 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 I feel like I'm still riding on the laurels of last year's awesome gift with the, the uh, Brooklyn tea towels. Um, <laughs> I, here's the thing. My family, not just my immediate family, but all of the extended family, we are not consistent about gifts, and nobody really cares. Like, if I get somebody something for Christmas one year and not the next year, they probably don't notice. If I get my mom a Mother's Day gift last year and not this year... It's not a big deal, you know. Um, I have two sisters, so sometimes at the last minute, one of us will kind of take charge and say, hey, you owe me 50 bucks. You know, this is arriving on Mother's Day. And then the other two of us go, thank you. Um, I, but, yeah, it's really low pressure. It's really nice. That's on the other nice. hand, you just don't always get a gift. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think the big thing that for us that arises is like if some of the siblings do and some don't, that that one pisses me off. Yeah. I'm like, just yeah. tell everyone you're doing <laughs> right. it. Like, just don't be like, oh, I sent something. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't. All right. So we'll have a list of our sort of last minute picks up on the Facebook page today. And then hopefully you'll be able to click on over and just get something. Don't yeah. forget your mom. But don't or forget. just just find some other way to celebrate your mom doesn't have to be mother's day but i don't know <laughs> figure it out but we will have you covered for all you procrastinators like me i haven't thought about it because we won't be here so i'm like yeah. i have to figure that out um okay we are going to jump into our bites of the week amy what you got so um my daughter turned 11 last weekend and um, we had a sleepover party because even though I hate sleepover parties with the heat of a thousand suns, she always wants a sleepover party. And she wanted the theme to be candy. I was like, really? Candy? You know, she's turning 11. I, I don't know. I just thought she'd want something a little more, I don't know, like from a book Gin or a and movie tonic, yeah. <laughs> I, well, not quite that advanced, but just something more than candy. But that's what she wanted. So what I did was I came up with a whole bunch of activities for the girls to do that revolved around candy. Um, we bought a really cheap cotton candy machine, which actually only ended up getting used for like 10 minutes. Um, 
we uh, the the girls decorated cupcakes, which I, I wasn't sure if they'd be all that into it, but I think they spent about two hours on it. Like they got totally into wow. it. Girls were there. Two there hours. Were, there were four girls, including my daughter. There were supposed to be five, but one had a stomach virus, and thankfully didn't come. Um, and so, like for the cupcake decorating, after they were finished eating pizza, I had I, I had filled pastry bags with with different flavors of frosting and different tips, and I had like eight different colors of uh, of, of little um, colored sugar, and you know nothing. It, it took me maybe half an hour to set it up, so it wasn't really elaborate. And they spent like two hours on it. One made a SpongeBob SquarePants uh, cupcake. They were they were fantastic. Um, then we made custom candy bars. Which was like the hit of the night. You know, I just melted chocolate. We put it in silicone molds, and I had six or seven different things for them to put in it, like peanut butter chips and pretzel bits and uh, toffee chips and coconut. And then we just left it overnight. And the next morning, I popped them all out and wrapped them in tin foil like a candy bar. And that and was got, their take home. And they took them home in little so, bakery you know, Amy, boxes. People spend thousands of dollars to have parties like yeah. that. That's brilliant. So Amy's yeah, bite brilliant. of the week is Amy. Yes. <laughs> no, I will link. Her to bite all... is her candy bar. <laughs> I, I will link to like, I mean, the silicone I mean, mold just the was the best Just the idea of getting kids to spend even an hour decorating, like rather mm-hmm. than you decorating the cupcakes and saying, here's yeah. a cupcake right. and they eat it, you know, they're involved in it. They're doing yeah. it. They're being creative. And they yeah. had a great time. And they're not destroying your house while they're doing it. No, they sat happily at the table for hours. It was wonderful. So yeah. Brilliant. I, so I guess the bite is don't go crazy with birthday parties. We never, I'm, I'm, I'm not organized organized enough to go crazy with birthday parties. I got this all, aside from ordering things on Amazon, I got it all together the morning of the party. So I'll, I'll, I'll make links. That sounds great. All right, Andrea. So, uh, you know, uh, along with the Mother's Day themes, one of the, uh, one of the Mother's Day uh, presents I was looking at, I'm a big fan of the TV show Parenthood. I do not watch a lot of TV at all. But this is a show my husband and I watched. It was just like, you know, telling you that other families are as dysfunctional and crazy <laughs> and messed up as the Bravermans. Um, and so right in time for Mother's Day, uh, the Parenthood Complete Series boxed set is out on DVD. So if you've never seen it, if you've never seen the show, I'm sure it's on Netflix. But I just think it's such a cute Mother's Day gift because I could watch these episodes over and over again. It just finished up its sixth season. It's off the air now. It's done. It was great. Loved it. So I'm excited about this That's awesome. set series. I've, I've never seen it. You've got to watch it. I know it. I would love it's it. It's such a good show. I you need should to go yeah. back. It's your summer. Now you can now yeah, you have something I'll to do binge. this summer. It's your binge. Um, so my bite of the week is the person I've decided I'm going to like take all my parenting advice from, which is Louis C.K. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> my husband calls him his favorite philosopher. Yes, he is. Um, so he had an interview on Fresh Air last week because his show came back um, for its, I think, fifth season, they said, wow. which sounded crazy to me. And, you know, the whole first part of it was just sort of about his comedy or whatever. But the whole second inter- part of the interview is about parenting and like raising his two girls who are now, I think, 13 and 10. Um, and his childhood and how that and all the drugs he did and all the stuff he did and his mom was a single mom, you know, working her butt off and how that influences his parenting and and how it's being reflected on the show and things like that. Um, It's so good and it's so not um, dad-splaining, which I think can happen so much of the time when you hear these dads where he's like so not self-congratulatory and he's so not like, oh, women did it this way. He's just like, I'm just... I'm trying to figure it out as I go, yeah. you know. I think he's as perplexed by kids in tech as every other parent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And by every part of it, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. the whole 
Um, I don't know. It's just so good. It's such a great interview. I highly recommend it, even if you've heard him. The interview is on where? It's on Fresh Air. We'll link to it. It was last week. Um, and he's been on before, and he's such a fan of the show. Like there, there's like so many elements that make it so great. Cause you can tell like he's so happy to talk to Terry Gross, which I think <laughs> is great. Um, but I highly recommend. And if you're not watching the new season of Louis, you should. That's not about parenting as much, but it's still like one. It's such such a more original take on yeah. life in general, and certainly also New York. Um, so that is it for today. Thank you, Amy, for being here today. Thank you, Thank you Andrea. Um, you can check us out on facebook.com slash parenting bites. You'll find the links to everything we talked about and probably even more that we'll like remember as we're as Amy's writing it all up. <laughs> She'll be like, what was that? Um, and please, you know, you can tweet us using the hashtag parenting bites. Send us your questions, your digital dilemmas. You can find us on the play.it podcast network along with all the other CBS podcasts or on iTunes at Parenting Bites EY. Yes. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.